This is Everyday Light, a perfectly imperfect reading of the One Year Daily Bible. I'm Molly, a fellow pilgrim on the road to the kingdom, and it is a joy to have you traveling this journey with me, with the Word of God as a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Welcome. This is the one year Bible reading for December 9th. We are reading the book of Joel today, so I want to give you the background of this book. Joel uses a recent calamity in the nation of Judah to teach his hearers a prophetic lesson. A locust plague has invaded the land, destroying every green thing in its path. Grapevines were stripped clean, grain fields lay bare, fruit trees stood leafless and unproductive. The devastation was so complete that even grain offerings to God were impossible. Joel uses the locust invasion as the starting point for his sermon. As bad as the locust plague was, it would pale by comparison to what God was to bring upon his people. An army from the north would come to attack the nation, leaving behind devastation even more complete than that of the locusts. The only hope for Joel's hearers was heartfelt repentance before that terrible day arrives. The Lord gave this message to Joel, son of Pethuel. Hear this, you leaders of the people. Everyone listen. In all your history, has anything like this ever happened before? Tell your children about it in the years to come. Pass the awful story down from generation to generation. After the cutting locusts finished eating the crops, the swarming locusts took what was left. After them came the hopping locusts and then the stripping locusts too. Wake up, you drunkards, and weep. All the grapes are ruined and all your new wine is gone. A vast army of locusts has invaded my land. It is a terrible army, too numerous to count. Its teeth are as sharp as the teeth of lions. They have destroyed my grapevines and fig trees, stripping their bark and leaving the branches white and bare. Weep with sorrow as a virgin weeps when her fiancé has died. There is no grain or wine to offer at the temple of the Lord. The priests are mourning because there are no offerings. Listen to the weeping of these ministers of the Lord. The fields are ruined and empty of crops. The grain, the wine, and the olive oil are gone. Despair, all you farmers. Wail, all you vine growers. Weep because the wheat and barley, yes, all the field crops are ruined. The grapevines and the fig trees have all withered. The pomegranate trees, palm trees, and apple trees, yes, all the fruit trees have dried up. All joy has dried up with them. Dress yourselves in sackcloth, you priests. Wail, you who serve before the altar. Come, spend the night in sackcloth, you ministers of my God. There is no grain or wine to offer at the temple of your Lord. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring the leaders and all the people into the temple of the Lord your God and cry out to him there. The day of the Lord is on the way, a day when destruction comes from the Almighty. How terrible that day will be. We watch as our food disappears before our very eyes. There are no joyful celebrations in the house of our God. The seeds die in the parched ground and the grain crops fail. The barns and granaries stand empty and abandoned. How the animals moan with hunger. The cattle wander about confused because there is no pasture for them. The sheep bleat in misery. Lord, help us. 
The fire has consumed the pastures and burned up all the trees. Even the wild animals cry out to you because they have no water to drink. The streams have dried up and fire has consumed the pastures. Blow the trumpet in Jerusalem. Sound the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It is a day of darkness and gloom, a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a mighty army appears. How great and powerful they are. The likes of them have not been seen before and never will be seen again. Fire burns in front of them and follows them in every direction. Ahead of them, the land lies as fair as the Garden of Eden in all its beauty. Behind them is nothing but desolation. Not one thing escapes. They look like tiny horses and they run as fast. Look at them as they leap along the mountaintops. Listen to the noise they make like the rumbling of chariots, like the roar of a fire sweeping across a field or like a mighty army moving into battle. Fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with fright. The attackers march like warriors and scale city walls like trained soldiers. Straight forward they march, never breaking rank. They never jostle each other. Each moves in exactly the right place. They lunge through the gaps and no weapon can stop them. They swarm over the city and run along its walls. They enter all the houses, climbing up like thieves through the windows. The earth quakes as they advance and the heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark and the stars no longer shine. The Lord leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. Who can endure it? That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief. Instead, tear your hearts. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. He is not easily angered. He is filled with kindness and is eager not to punish you. Who knows? Perhaps even yet he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of this terrible curse. Perhaps he will give you so much that you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. Blow the trumpet in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Bring everyone, the elders, the children, and even the babies. Call the bridegroom from his quarters and the bride from her private room. The priests who minister in the Lord's presence will stand between the people and the altar weeping. Let them pray. Spare your people, Lord. They belong to you, so don't let them become an object of mockery. Don't let their name become a proverb of unbelieving foreigners who say, Where is the God of Israel? He must be helpless. Then the Lord will pity his people and be indignant for the honor of his land. He will reply, Look, I am sending you grain and wine and olive oil, enough to satisfy your needs. You will no longer be an object of mockery among the surrounding nations. I will remove these armies from the north and send them far away. I will drive them back into the parched wastelands where they will die. Those in the rear will go into the Dead Sea. Those at the front will go into the Mediterranean. The stench of their rotting bodies will rise over the land. Surely the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, my people. Be glad now and rejoice because the Lord has done great things. Don't be afraid, you animals of the field. The pastures will soon be green. The trees will again be filled with luscious fruit. 
fig trees and grapevines will flourish once more. Rejoice, you people of Jerusalem. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for the rains he sends are an expression of his grace. Once more the autumn rains will come, as well as the rains of spring. The threshing floors will again be piled high with grain, and the presses will overflow with wine and olive oil. The Lord says, I will give you back what you lost to the stripping locusts, the cutting locusts, the swarming locusts, and the hopping locusts. It was I who sent this great destroying army against you. Once again, you will have all the food you want, and you will praise the Lord your God, who does these miracles for you. Never again will my people be disgraced like this. Then you will know that I am here among my people of Israel, and that I alone am the Lord your God. My people will never again be disgraced like this. Then after I have poured out my rains again, I will pour out my spirit upon all the people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon be turned blood red before that great and terrible day of the Lord arrives. And anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There will be people on Mount Zion and Jerusalem who escape just as the Lord has said. These will be among the survivors whom the Lord has called. At that time when I restore the prosperity of Judah and Jerusalem, says the Lord, I will gather the armies of the world into the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will judge them for harming my people, for scattering my inheritance among the nations, and for dividing up my land. They cast lots to decide which of my people would be their slaves. They traded young boys for prostitutes and little girls for enough wine to get drunk. What do you have against me, Tyre and Sidon, in your cities of Philistia? Are you trying to take revenge on me? If you are, then watch out. I will strike swiftly and pay you back for everything you have done. You have taken my silver and gold and all my precious treasures, and you have carried them off to your pagan temples. You have sold the people of Judah and Jerusalem to the Greeks, who took them far from their homeland. But I will bring them back again from all these places to which you sold them, and I will pay you back for all you have done. I will sell your sons and daughters to the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the peoples of Arabia, a nation far away. I, the Lord, have spoken. Say to the nations far and wide, get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance for the attack. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. Come quickly, all you nations everywhere, gather together in the valley. And now, O Lord, call out your warriors. Let the nations be called to arms. Let them march into the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I, the Lord, will sit to pronounce judgment on them all. Now let the sickle do its work, for the harvest is ripe. Come tread the winepress, because it is full. The storage vats are overflowing with the wickedness of these people. Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. It is there that the day of the Lord will soon arrive. The sun and moon will grow dark and the stars will no longer shine. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem, and the earth and the heavens will begin to shake. But to his people of Israel, 
The Lord will be a welcoming refuge and a strong fortress. Then you will know that I, the Lord your God, live in Zion, my holy mountain. Jerusalem will be my forever, will be my holy forever. And foreign armies will never conquer her again. In that day, the mountains will drip with sweet wine and the hills will flow with milk. Water will fill the dry stream beds of Judah and a fountain will burst forth from the Lord's temple, watering the arid valley of Acacias. Egypt will become a wasteland and Edom a wilderness because they attacked Judah and killed her innocent people. But Judah will remain forever and Jerusalem will endure through all future generations. I will pardon my people's crimes, which I have not yet pardoned. And I, the Lord, will make my home in Jerusalem with my people. And now we turn to Revelation, where we will be until the end of the year. Just as Genesis is the book of beginnings, Revelation is the book of consummation. In it, the divine program of redemption is brought to fruition, and the holy name of God is vindicated before all creation. Although there are numerous prophecies in the Gospels and epistles, Revelation is the only New Testament book that focuses primarily on prophetic events. Its title means unveiling or disclosure. Thus, the book is an unveiling of the character and program of God. Penned by John during his exile on the island of Patmos, Revelation centers around visions and symbols of the resurrected Christ who alone has authority to judge the earth remake it and rule it in righteousness. Revelation chapter one. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him concerning the events that will happen soon. An angel was sent to God's servant, John, so that John could share the revelation with God's other servants. John faithfully reported the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, everything he saw. God blesses the one who reads this prophecy to the church and he blesses all who listen to it and obey what it says. For the time is near when these things will happen. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, from the sevenfold spirit before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the commander of all the rulers of the world. All praise to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. He has made us his kingdom and his priests who serve before, his, before God his Father. Give to him everlasting glory. He rules forever and ever. Amen. Look, he comes with the clouds of heaven and everyone will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the nations of the earth will weep because of him. Yes, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. I am John, your brother. In Jesus, we are partners in suffering and in the kingdom and in patient endurance. I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and speaking about Jesus. Uh, it was the Lord's day, and I was worshiping in the Spirit. Suddenly, I heard a loud voice behind me, a voice that sounded like a trumpet blast. It said, write down what you see and send it to the seven churches, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatria, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. 
When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands, and standing in the middle of the lampstands was the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were bright like flames of fire. His feet were as bright as bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was as bright as the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one who died. Look, I am forever and ever, and I hold the keys to death and the grave. Write down what you have seen, both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen later. This is the meaning of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven gold lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Psalm 128, A Song of Ascent. How happy are those who fear the Lord, who all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How happy you will be. How rich your life. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine flourishing within your home. And look at all those children. There they sit around your table as vigorous and healthy as young olive trees. That is the Lord's reward for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May you live to enjoy your grandchildren. And may Israel have quietness and peace. Proverbs 29, 18. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is happy. And we had a long reading today, so I have just a short poem from Eugene Field. And now I kneel in prayer nearby, the cradle of the child today. Neither crown, nor robe, nor spice I bring, as offering unto Christ my King. Yet I have brought a gift the child will not despise, however small. For I lay my heart today, and it is full of love to all. Take this poor but loyal thing, my only tribute to Christ my King. Have a beautiful day. Love you all.